Welcome to the TPS5 for the week of September 24th. TPS5 is a weekly recap of the latest in marketing, communications, and digital healthcare news as curated by the expert hosts of the Touchpoint Media Network. To learn more about Touchpoint Media, visit us online at touchpoint.health. Our lead story this week is from Beth Kutcher, the managing editor at LinkedIn News, and is entitled, The Pandemic Has Pushed U.S. Healthcare into a Tech Revolution. The article begins by sharing the story of Carbon Health, an urgent care company in the Silicon Valley that launched in 2015 with the vision of putting tech at the center of their care experience. However, this owner soon found out that the company, like many other health companies, struggled to offer even the simplest of digital conveniences like online scheduling and bill pay. But the COVID-19 pandemic is proving a significant and disruptive driver that is now allowing many small tech-focused healthcare companies a new opportunity to flourish. The ability to see patients in their homes, to use technology to address staffing shortages, to connect people to rapid testing sites, and address mental health needs are no longer nice-to-haves. They are now becoming public health imperatives. For a new generation of health startups, including Carbon Health, one of the seven such firms on this year's LinkedIn top startups list, the pandemic marks an incredible opportunity to meet the urgent and expanded need for healthcare services. Legacy healthcare providers are also using a combination of strategies, including building the technologies themselves, working with startups as clients, or even investing in them through venture capitalist arms. As Dr. Stephen Lester, who serves as an associate medical director in the Department of Business Development at the Mayo Clinic, says, healthcare's new front doors are digital, and this has flooded the marketplace with nimble, innovative, and disruptive companies. Even as the pandemic negatively impacted the capital markets, venture funding for digital health reached a new high in the first half of 2020. These companies raised a record $5.4 billion, according to Rock Health. And the average deal size also spiked to the record $25 million. LinkedIn has also been tracking this pivot to health tech startups. Their 2020 top startups U.S. list includes a critical mass of healthcare players that were not seen in previous years on the list. The author notes that some of these young companies are tackling pandemic-specific problems. For example, Curative Health, who is number 17 on the top startups list, is developing a diagnostic test that people can self-administer using a mouth swab. But many of these firms are also addressing broad or long-lasting industry shifts, including prioritizing behavioral health on par with other medical conditions, developing more consumer-friendly care options, including telemedicine, establishing a greater acknowledgement of the social factors that influence health outcomes, and even a deeper investment in data solutions, both to allow data sharing across the health network, as well as to build algorithms that can help with treatment and diagnostic decisions. As the pandemic continues to cause major disruptions to our lives and livelihoods, more people are struggling with anxiety, depression, and stress, surveys have found. For some people, behavioral health is a new primary care, said Rich Roth, Chief Strategic Innovation Officer at Common Spirit Health, a Chicago-based network of hospitals and outpatients in 21 states. Common Spirit is using a combination of human and digital methods to provide personalized care, and its program for pregnant women, for example, has meant fewer babies born preterm and shorter stays in the neonatal intensive care unit. One other startup company, Carbon Health, for example, has shifted its business to expand its telemedicine services, employ app-based screening tools, and establish on-site testing for the coronavirus. And it also recently launched a new service that will allow workplaces to test employees for coronavirus in their offices. But even legacy healthcare companies are embracing virtual care. 
Providence, the largest healthcare provider in Washington state, an early epicenter of the U.S. coronavirus outbreak, set up 13,000 doctors and nurses on telemedicine. And that was a massive increase from just a few hundred prior to the pandemic. But it is now monitoring COVID patients in their homes using secure text messaging systems and a six-question screening tool. Providence's chief medical technology officer says, My hope is that coming out of this, we will have changed the mindset of a lot of our providers. This crisis accelerated the transition faster than we could ever expect. Even St. Louis-based Ascension has digitized as much as possible for the patient, eliminating waiting rooms. Instead, they use a digital wait list to fast-track people right into an exam room. Consumer demand and public health needs are the only factors driving healthcare's digital shift. A real kickstart came from Medicare, which has made two key changes, allowing organizations to reimburse telehealth visits on par with in-person appointments and waiving restrictions that prevented physicians from treating patients outside the state where they are licensed. And because of this, Providence's ICU doctors were able to treat patients in New York when New York was overwhelmed by COVID-19 cases in the spring. And most importantly are the shifts in the consumer themselves. One third of respondents to a LinkedIn poll said virtual visits are their preferred way of receiving medical care. And another 42% say using telemedicine is a great way to reduce the risk of contracting COVID. The market is stronger than the regulators, Mayo Clinic's Lester said. You could read more of this story from the link in the show notes. And now, other stories from this week. Doctor.com published a blog post called Why is Healthcare Listing Management So Complex and Expensive? In it, they share the history of listing management, the growing importance of this strategy to health systems, and how the pandemic has made it easier in ways to manage your listings. CNN reported that Singapore says it'll start paying people to work out with Apple's smartwatch. A new Apple Watch app sponsored by the government encourages users to exercise and complete certain activities each week, such as walking, swimming, or practicing yoga. It also reminds users to sign up for the health checkups and immunization appointments. By checking off these goals, users can earn up to $280. eMarketer published the results of Insider Intelligence's annual U.S. Digital Trust Survey, which found that LinkedIn is the most trusted social media platform overall. The least most trusted is Facebook. The study evaluated customer perceptions of nine major social networks within five categories of trust, security, legitimacy, community, ad experience, and ad relevance. And lastly, be sure to listen to the newest podcast on the Touchpoint Network, Healthcare Insight for Marketers, how marketing leaders at Vanderbilt are making a dent in the healthcare universe. Hosts Jane Crosby and Eric Silberman speak with Megan Pruce, VP of Strategic Marketing, and Mallory Yoder, Senior Manager of Business Engagement Strategies, on successfully engaging both physicians and consumers around population health strategies, what it takes to build a cross-functional team, and other critical issues in advancing the mindset shift from value-based care to value for volume. And that's it for this week's TPS 5. If you like the latest in healthcare news and an email delivered weekly to your inbox, be sure to subscribe to the TPS Report, which you can sign up for on the Touchpoint Media's website at touchpoint.health. Stay safe, be positive, and have a great week.